for some reason. Yeah. I hate how that thing always goes up too far. Alright, and let's take a look at it. And it should be gosh darn live. On the face booze, here's the podcast audio. Uh, you probably see the title. For some reason. Give chance, give cats a uh, second to tune in while I go ahead and um, share the live video to uh, social dissonance and to the little page there. All right, because uh, motherfuckers uh, pick up truckers. Niggas that the police won't just let me beat up, which I don't think is freedom. I have told you repeatedly, you are a black man in America. You are not allowed to have freedom. I like how you told me that. I wasn't I aware. Did. You weren't aware until I told you. I had to lay it down and explain it to you. You didn't know you needed a splaining. Some fucking giant European monkey with big ass hands <laughs> explained to me with his fucking palm. <laughs> fucking and we forget how fucking because i haven't had contact with the police in a long time yeah. there's some big monkey motherfuckers they're oh, fucking my, strong yeah. <laughs> Whoa. i'm just trying to beat up the guy that's what you do you're a cop jesus christ yeah, we both beat people up let him beat up the guy like on some level we're both gangsters i mean this is the closest thing we have to solidarity punk <laughs> uh here i'll uh go ahead and let a little bit of uh trigger warning action go through while it looks like five people tuned in yes uh there is phoenix Kalider on camera uh survived the pickup truck slamming smooth the fuck into her because hey sometimes you gotta just cross that yellow line and go into oncoming traffic because how dare you wait a second when you're a man in a pickup truck jesus fucking christ i, I still kind of want to catch a fade with him He's very tall. Yeah, that, that's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you go right in on him any darn way. <clears throat> yeah, all right. I guess you want to tell um what happened. I'll go ahead and bring that audio down there. I know you're uh, you don't got a lot of voice on you. Um yeah, so I mean, I say like what happened. It's a very short story. Um so, you know, I think everyone knows by now, we sh knows by now we share one car, right? So I pick you up from work when your shift is over and you're off at like 11. So, you know, I'm heading out to the factory to come get you. And um, the area where the factory is, it's like the beginning of the industrial park. So it's still somewhat like residential coming up to it. And so because there's people turning off um, in these residential areas, the way the street is set up is there's, you know, the eastbound lane and the westbound lane. And then there's the median in the middle, you know, so you can go into the middle if you have to make like a left turn, um, you know, to turn down like a side street um, to get into, you know, like where these houses are. And so, you know, I'm in my lane and... <laughs> There's a car coming the other way, and they were driving, like, fucking goofballs and proceeded to get their shit stuck in someone's driveway in snow and ice because they were driving too fast and, like, slipped on ice and got stuck in someone's driveway. And so um, instead of waiting <laughs> and slowly going around them in the median, the cars that were behind them just started kind of wildly swerving 
And so someone who was trying to avoid them went like swung over so far they went past the median and just hit me i hope that makes sense i almost feel like i need like visual aids or something i don't know does that make sense y'all that there's like the two lanes and then the median you know and then someone came through over the median to my side so hit me uh head on um hit the driver's side of the car the car is completely fucked up like, when it happened, I couldn't even get out of the car because the driver's side door wouldn't open. So I had to, like, climb through the car to get out on the passenger side because I can't open the driver's side door. Uh, like, one of the tires was almost, like, the front tire was almost completely off. The fucking bumper was gone. Um, the front airbag and the side airbags deployed. Um, it was very unpleasant as an experience. Uh, zero out of ten stars. Do not recommend. Um, yeah, and so then I had to, you know, call 911, and then you get the ambulance, and I had to go to the hospital because my blood pressure was through the roof. Um, like, obviously, it's a stressful situation, but um, it was, like, almost at stroke level, so they're like, you know, you should probably get that checked out. And then I'm also on the blood thinners because I have the blood clots in my lungs. So they also recommended I go and get some testing done to make sure there wasn't any sort of like internal bleeding just because it's so easy with the blood thinners to, you know, um, really hurt yourself with some like, you know, like a blunt force trauma type accident. So went and did all that, got my testing done. They did the CT scan on my head. They did the CT scan on my chest, did all my blood work and um, all of that, which you can see the leftovers of my blood work I think maybe you can see that on the camera I don't know I have this big ass I just have fucking like bruises like everywhere all over my body right now it's very unpleasant it's very painful I really hate it but um no internal damage no like head trauma um from the scans and the blood work so just hella hella bruising and scrapes my knees are fucking bruised and scraped up my elbows are bruised and scraped up I have a bruise on my head uh from where the airbag hit me I have bruises all over my chest from where the airbag hit me um I have shit on my side because when the door like caved in it hit my side so my fucking side is like all bruised and sore and then like my muscles in general just from sort of being thrown around are really sore it feels kind of like uh when you haven't worked out in a while and you have like a super hard gym day or a super hard like you know like manual labor day and the next year just like oh my muscles so it's like that with just bruises all over the top of it it's very unpleasant again zero out of ten stars do not recommend yeah and right and the fucking the time like it's a bug out right because fucking i'm clocking out in the moment yeah and of course it's gonna happen at the same time because we're a one car household and you're coming to pick me up so of course it happens right when i'm clocking out yeah and uh so i'm clocking out and um and as soon as i get off the factory floor you know i check notifications somebody might have messaged me about some news something you might have messaged me or you might be in the parking lot about to call me and I look in the messages and I see like the messages from like an hour ago uh -huh. uh, from when you were like, oh shit, Imani Gandhi's tripping. Yeah. You know, and all. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, we're about to fucking, we're about to do some shit. Like, like, all right, who, who else wants funk with the wine cellar? Deborah mm -hmm. Messing, now Imani Gandhi? Whatever. Take mm -hmm. on all the bootlickers. And, um, and then the phone rings and I'm like, here's, here's the routine. And uh, so she's in the parking lot, phone rings, which means she's going to be like, I'm here, or 
I'm behind some shit and it's taking a minute, mm-hmm. you know, so I know to go outside or not to go get in the car. And uh, nope. But what I hear is like, you <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, fuck. She, she's in the parking lot and she just saw a funny ass meme and she's laughing, trying to talk. Uh-huh. And I'm waiting for you to just say what you saw. And then the verbatim quote, I got in a really bad accident. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And then you tell, can you call 911? Yes. Yeah, I wasn't laughing. I was crying. Yeah. That shit really fucking hurt. So I'm just like, fuck. And then, like, to add on to it, how this day was already going, I ha- I got nothing on me, so I really can just run outside and call 911 because you don't want to try to call from in the factory, res- services shit, you know, mm-hmm. the, bu- the building is all bricky. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, like, I don't have my toolbox or anything because apparently they do locker sweeps without putting up adequate signage that they're going to do that. And so they do, they open up, they break our, they get a bolt cutter and break our fucking locks and take all our shit out, our lockers and put them, who knows, somewhere, whatever, (laughs) right? All my tools are just somewhere in the factory, Mm -hmm. put put somewhere by the sanitation department. And uh, so I don't have any of that shit. So I can just throw on the, um, the, the, the coat that, uh, that Jesse Loco sent us. Mm Mm-hmm comrades give us free coats because it's cold outside <laughs> yes right and uh so throw on that fucking coat and run out there calling probably scaring the shit out of my co-workers because i'm just yelling fuck yeah. like trying to call the damn 911 i hope the 911 call is recorded because the operators what the fuck <laughs> um mm-hmm. were not good yeah i don't know what the fuck is going on with the 911 thing but like i would assume that especially with the modern day that when you say you don't know the address, but you say, oh, it's by the Castle Villa Condominiums, mm-hmm. that they might type in on something, Castle Villa Condominiums, and it would come up and they'd say, oh, that looks like what you're talking about. That's in Kentwood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Which they- is hmm. which is extra interesting because the insurance didn't have a problem with that. Like when I had to file a claim with the insurance, they were like, what's the... Um, intersection and I was like I don't know they're like well what's the landmark and I was like this condominium complex and they're like okay we got it yeah (laughs) like literally the 911 (laughs) emergency people the customer service that really matters they weren't on it at all like I was literally on phone with 911 like as if like you're on the phone like with the damn with the government yeah damn government services are bad (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ and uh, yeah, I'm on the fucking horn with them, and it actually reached a point where, and I keep saying, because they're also like, they're like, so what, like, what kind of accident? To the point where, like, now I'm out of frustration that it happened, and I'm in frustration that I'm interacting with someone of whom seems to have the intellectual capacity of a Trump voter. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, okay, listen to me say the words. Her verbatim quote was, really bad accident. Do you understand what really bad accident sounds like? Do you get a vague picture? Like, I'm actually saying shit like this. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'd love to hear a recording. I know I was frustrated <laughs> to where, like, I guess I have to say this very slow. Verbatim, hoping they know that word, because I don't know another way to say it. Like, I guess I, those were her exact words. She literally said... <laughs> very bad accident jesus mm-hmm. and then i and then i say the name again 
castle, villa, condominiums, mm-hmm. and another operator on the line. I swear to fuck, maybe they tried to hold their head, their mouth away from the, the fucking talker thing. The talker mm-hmm. thing. The, talker <laughs> the microphone. And, um, and they actually said, oh, well, thanks for nothing. What? Okay. You're the 911 folks. Like, it's kind of like when I was at the, well, no, this is not the same as that at all. But, like, when I, I went to a coffee place, this is back in, like, my mid-20s, mm-hmm. and I ordered my thing, and the fucking customer service person called me a homophobic slur for what I ordered. Oh. Nigga, why? What? Why? Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? It was Florida. <laughs> you can't do that. But, yeah, no, yeah, I called you because I was freaking the fuck out. I was basically having a panic attack. One, because the accident happened. Two, I've never... I, I know a lot of people have had it. I've never had it. I've been driving for like 18, like 18 years, right? Wow. A little over 18 years. And I've never um, had airbags deploy. Like I've never had, like I, um, you know, once had an issue with snow where I sort of, you know, drove off the side of the road into a little ditch. Uh, someone rear- and uh, Someone hit my bumper in a parking lot, but I've never had like a real car accident. In 18 years, like I've certainly not to a point where the airbags deployed. So the side airbags are going off. The front airbags are going off. It smells like something's burning because uh, the way he hit my car, I can't get the car open. I can't get my doors open on the driver's side. I'm freaking the fuck out. So, yeah, I was like very panic stricken in the moment. I was like, I can't even get out of the car. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, am I just going to die here? I don't know. So, yeah, it was uh. It was very stressful. Yeah. It was very stressful. And like, and I've never been a regular driver, mostly because of that. Like, and I'm sure every a lot of people probably think it, but people don't say it out loud enough. The worst part about driving is the other drivers. Yeah. And let's keep it greasy. Like, I mean, I, we kind of play around with these words because like our ideological leanings, like, oh, you know, casual misandry. But like, really, men are a big fucking problem. <laughs> Men just this boys will be boys shit. Mm-hmm. And also like because we were talking about it because like we're in the hospital for I think. Yeah. Oh to like 458 a.m. Yeah. Like if I want to be that precise to like yeah. 453, 458 a.m. Yeah. Uh, we're in the damn hospital. And like at this point, like we're riffing about it. And um, and you're pointing out that it's like so because a man was driving how he felt like driving a boy being a boy got his shit stuck. Mm-hmm. And then another man driving how he felt like driving slammed into you. Mm-hmm. All those men uninjured. Yeah. The only one in the hospital fucked up is, as I've said on this program before, the most marginalized person I've ever met in my fucking life. Yeah. 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 And of course, like the irony of it, because the guys who got... Uh, the original guys who got their shit stuck in the driveway, um, they had like a like a very nice sports car, like it was like a bright blue sports car, right? Uh-huh. And then the guy who swerved around them and hit me was in a pickup truck, and I was like, so a sports car and a pickup truck, excellent job with the um, like being stereotypes, y'all. Good job. Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> right? And um, so what? Now I'm I'm. I'm I'm finally done with the 911 niggas. Now here's the real fucking ill part where I really got the illin. Um, <clears throat> um, I was about four days behind on something I'm supposed to be doing. You know, like twice a month. 
mm-hmm. and that's take this little, you know, like 90 cent toothbrush I got and toothbrushing out the phone mm-hmm. so that it will charge better, right? Toothbrush out that dust so it'll charge better. So I'm not even considering that the phone hasn't been charging right all day. Mm-hmm. And I get back on the phone, Phoenix Kalita, and I'm trying to get an Uber to get down to the damn scene. Mm-hmm. And the phone dies mm-hmm. while I'm on the phone with Phoenix. Now I'm illin. <laughs> and now I'm in the building illin. So somebody in the bathroom or something's like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So um, and then I get in the damn um the damn Uber. And I finally fucking get there, right? And when I get there, I show up. And for the folks, uh, I am recording podcast audio with this, but uh, y'all know how it is these days. <laughs> All right. So I have this because I'm there and I'm riffing with Phoenix, you know, touching, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on here. You know, I'm not a medical professional, but this is my only fucking friend. And Phoenix is like, you should probably get on the thing and tell people what happened i'm like mm-hmm. shit okay okay follow directions i'm yeah. i'm good at that i'm a good direction follower yeah and so we get that going yep um some buster ass nigga in a pickup truck hit the motherfucking car and i hope i don't see this nigga because i'm gonna want to catch a fade and um i don't know what the fuck is going on like the car is fucked up uh we gotta go to the fucking hospital or some shit. Shit is fucked up. I'm a little pissed <laughs> off. Uh, some things that we may have had planned to fucking cancel. And uh, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to do. The shit is fucking. This Buster ass nigga in his fucking pickup truck fucking smashed my shit, and fucking almost killed Phoenix. You know. <laughs> what I like about that shot mm. is how you can see my car is still in the lane where it's supposed to be, and he's just not. Yep. Like it literally, like literally, just yeah. So that's how hard he was in the fucking oncoming lane, that running into a relatively large object didn't yeah. even bounce him back in the proper lane. That's how hard he was going. Let's fuck this nigga up, man. Okay, but yeah, shit is fucked up right now. So we had a bunch of shit going, but shit is, well, shit is just fucked up right now. Yeah, I was not particularly <laughs> articulate in that moment, um, and uh, and now the um, the ambulance folks they they ride up on the joint, yes, you know, and it's uh, you know two 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 big clean cut white boys, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, you know the ambulance, just uh, yeah. big clean cut white boys. Yeah, they were nice. Front of the ambulance was not very clean. I did not touch anything. Like, it was like, so how often do y'all niggas just have y'all masks down snacking? Oh, they do. They were snacking hard. Jesus Christ. Just all the rappers, all the open cans just up in that motherfucker. I didn't touch shit when I got in that ambulance. Yeah. But uh, now they get Phoenix Kaleeder in the the ambulance, and I'm just outside. I'm not really worried about the cold because, as black people in the 90s said, I'm heated. And then I see the nigga in the pickup truck. I'm like... Ah, you know, I'm reasonable. You know, I'm reasonable and I'm um, I'm versatile. Y'all hear me on the podcast. I have my voice. I talk. I can also talk with my hands. So I'm like, hey, why don't I have a double-sided conversation with the old feller? And uh, I proceed to head on over there. And I tend to forget I'm only five foot something, only weigh so many pounds, a significantly larger human grab my shoulder 
and stopped me from doing whatever the fuck I thought I was doing. Mm-hmm. Of course, just a giant fucking pig. Oh, like some cops who need to be calling boars. They're not pigs. <laughs> I mean, he was very white. Yeah, they're not all Wilbur. Like yeah. some of these cops are like the one that uh, that got first prize in Charlotte's Web. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're not all the Zuckerman's famous pig. They're not little. All right. Some big fucking monkey motherfucker. Uh, was just like, whoa, hold on. I know you're emotional right now. Yeah. Like, I know you're a huge Midwest corn-eating motherfucker right now. God damn. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, shit is ill and, um, oh, yeah. Oh, take a look at the archive chat space. There's, um, oh, over there off in the UK, there's a lease loco. Been around for years. Um, and really, uh, just, uh, l- lending support for the most part there. There's, uh, Melanie Loco up in the joint. Said, oh shit, the damage is serious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the car is totaled. I don't think we're getting it back. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, because that fucking tire is like. <clears throat> yeah, they smashed the shit out of the oh, shit. Yeah, man. twisted the front. Well, what's left of the front tire all off of shit. You know, and then there's the extra parts, right? Like, once you're like leaving the hospital and they've done CT scans and mm. all this shit that I don't know about, you know, mm. they just, you know, very. Very chipper white women with expensive equipment, you know, and it's it, it it really does. Like if I just close my eyes, it, it sounds like it's uh, like I imagine this is what brunch sounds like, right? Like that's all I hear is feminine chipper voices, mm-hmm. you know, and um, all the men look that that they're assumed cis men because yeah. I I don't go to hospitals much, and all the assumed cis men they all seem to have come out of like GQ Junior. Right, like they all they yeah, all appear the, to have on like GQ clothes, but just a little too small. Yeah, the uh, um, admissions guy, he was he was quite dapper. This cat had on a fucking bow tie, like on some Obama shit, <laughs> and like a a cartoonish bow tie. Like I'm like, is that thing about to spin and squirt water? Like what the fuck is this? Right, nigga had on a sweater vest and shit. <laughs> I'm sure their pants were what people call chinos, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all running around with their That's equipment. That's what white people mean when they say khakis. Chinos? Chino XL. Yeah, get a pair of them. But fucking, uh, yeah, so they got all that. I know nothing about this hospital shit, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I just don't go. And so they get all that business done. We're heading into 5 a.m. at this point, you know, and it's, it's 11 p.m. when the whole shit popped mm-hmm. off. And, uh, and as we're leaving, now your mind can really start going to other things, and it's like, fuck. It's really clicking in my head. Like, the first car that I've ever purchased in my adult life, gone, because one of my fellow men, well, t- several of my fellow men, were driving how they felt like driving. Yes. You know, just because they felt like driving that way. Right? The car's gone. And then you get back to the house, and you're like, Oh, fuck. The cat litter was in the car. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, let me do the cat. Oh, damn. And it's like, well, let me get my electrolytes. Oh, fuck. All that Gatorade I just got is in the damn car. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we're looking. I mean, we have more laundry soap in the garage, but fucking, yeah, I had two Because we, we try to stock up on shit because we like to hunker down. Yeah. You know, and uh, fucking laundry soap, <laughs> fucking shit mm-hmm. all in the damn car. 
um, bunch of disposable masks. So we uh, gotta get a rental car and go find the car and get our shit out. Yeah, well, and I'm your the smartphone. Yeah, I'm the very stable genius who left my fucking iPhone in the car. Well, you were injured. I was. Yeah. So yeah, because. Yeah. yeah, and now it makes a lot more sense that niggas like me from the 90s still try to keep a house phone. <laughs> That's how <laughs> Phoenix has been conducting business. Yes. Yeah, through the mm-hmm. damn uh, house phone. Yeah, keep that fucking landline if you can, right? The shit, I mean, it's like as far as like the cable bill goes, the landline was like an additional five to seven bucks. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll fucking take it. Yeah, so all that shit is going on. Oh, yeah called the taxi cab company oh god and when the taxi came apparently someone else that had also placed a call uh just hopped up in our shit no mask the cab driver no mask but what made it extra annoying the cat that hopped in our cab first before we got to it was relatively unkempt Mm-hmm. And uh, well, they didn't have no mask. They were just wearing it on their chin, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And when they made, they hopped out. It was a van, so they hop out that sliding van door, and it was just like watching a leprechaun movie. Like he's <laughs> smiling and just because he made a mistake and he thinks it's cute. Just Aah! it was like it was so Warwick Davis, right? The way this motherfucker hopped out, and we just we turned to the pig that works at the hospital security. We're like, we're canceling this and ordering an Uber or something. And the pig is just indifferent, just like, do whatever you want, man. (laughs) Fucking all Midwest, big ass, fucking giant, dangerous (laughs) white man. (laughs) All right, we go back in that shit. And of course, like the cab company calls because they're like, okay, uh, this is yours. Aren't you going to get in? I'm like, that cat was just in your shit with no mask on. You don't have a mask on. No, we're not getting in that fucking van. Mm-hmm. Canceled. Fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have my card information or anything, so just leave now. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We live in coronial times, you fucking doofus. Yeah, and leaving a hospital, like, if there was a time to be safe, it's when you're leaving the hospital so you don't have to go back. Or when you show up. Why would you be a cab driver showing up to a hospital without your fucking mask on? Mm. And it's not even like it's your own, like, you're not some independent contractor. You work for Yellow Cab Co. Yo, Yellow Cab Co. Talk to your niggas. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Seriously. Dipping out there with no motherfucking mask on. Yeah. yeah. So then we had to wait for the Uber. Oh, yeah. Which was like, uh Oh, yeah. We got the Boomer special. We did. This nigga stayed driving the same speed, whether the road was straight or curved. We did. Like, we're just looking. We're like, all right, here come those those yellow signs with the little black arrow that says yes. there's some swerving coming up mm-hmm. here. So he's clearly going to slow it down. No. So now we're just holding no. hands like we're on a fucking carnival ride. <laughs> we were. Because, like, it I mean, it was already stressful because I feel like you should slow down when you're, you know, getting on and off the expressway on those long ass curves. And like Grand Rapids in particular, it seems like when shit's curving around the expressway, it's longer than other expressways I've been on just to me. Mm. So like that's extra incentive to slow down. But it's also like we're coming from the hospital because of a car accident. Please stop stressing me out. Yeah. (laughs) Like... So, yeah, but we made it home with the Uber. 
I remember when I looked at it, because, like, you know, it shows you the driver in the car, yeah. and I just showed Phoenix's, his fucking old white man boomer face. But then I also, just internally myself, I just looked at the brand of the vehicle as a Ford. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, the Ford is the white man's Play-Doh. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was just fucking chaotic and stressful, and it's a mess, and yeah. Oh, and then the guy who hit me is like, are you going to call the police? And I was like, yes. Because he was like, oh, I have insurance, and I was like, I don't care. I want oh, yeah, an it was official. a so-called brother. Yeah, and I was like, I don't care. I want an official police report. What the shit? Like, I don't know you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, what's interesting is, like, and, you know, I could have caught a fade with his linky ass. I'd have pieced him in. I, I, That skinny ass nigga? No. Nah, one one, one hit, he's crumbling. Yeah, he was very tall, but he was also very skinny. Yeah, I would have fucking, like, and he and he was, he did not, like, hop back in his truck or anything, like, when I was approaching him. Like, he, I was like, all right, let's 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 get it going. Let's have this conversation, my good man. Be the battle of the dark-skinned Negroes. Oh, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Fucking yeah, man. That's how all that shit went. Um, insurance. Uh, it's gonna cost three hundred bucks a week. <laughs> yeah, to have a rental car. And then I was trying to do the math up in my head, like how much it would be to just scoot around on Uber till we re- replace the vehicle. Yeah, eh, about the same amount. Yeah, and maybe even more because you got to go to like grocery store. Yeah, yeah. It's not just to and from work. Yeah. So yeah, shit is just fucked up yeah it's just burned so 300 bucks a week that's uh what the yeah 1200 a month is just burned until there's another vehicle yeah and i don't know how any of this shit well shit works this has never gone on in my life before right i guess you know what to do yeah well we filed a claim with the insurance company so i'm waiting for them to get back um i want to get a copy of the police report but i still have to wait a few more business days to get that and i imagine what's going to happen is they're just going to say that the car is totaled and then just give us like a check for the value of the car because I don't think they're gonna like pay to have it fixed. Not with like the door fucking the, like doors not opening, the fucking front bumper is all fucked up, the fucking tire, which I'm you know, I'm not I'm not a mechanic, but I would assume with the tire being fucked up like that, that it's like you can't it's not just replacing a tire. You're gonna have to like realign shit and do all types of shit to like, you know. Uh, make the tire work properly and i just based on like because it's an economy car i imagine they're just gonna say that it's not worth repairing i suspect yeah but i mean we'll see what happens but yeah we're still waiting to hear back and they're processing the claims and shit so the insurance company has it and he had insurance at least i have no idea if it was good insurance or bad insurance but at least he was insured i guess yeah and so. what there's ten thousand left to pay off on the vehicle we had yeah. and yeah. so what they're supposed to like pay the like the blue book value is my understanding and give what so they just give us the money and just say fuck off go find another car on your own or yeah get a v oh so wait so because uh, we got the car from i mean we carvana was like the cashier yeah. But, like, Bridgecrest is the company? The loan, yeah. So do I not have any more dealings with Bridgecrest after this? You still do. What do I do with Bridgecrest? You need to finish paying off the car. Oh, that's neat. Oh, but I guess, but we just buy a vehicle that we're not paying off? 
so then I just kind of just keep paying Bridgecrest when well, we have a car. If I understand it correctly, what we can do is get a new car and like add it to the loan we already have. Yeah, oh, that's gonna do be that. good for my credit. Yeah, well, it's you know. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so yeah, um, but. Yeah, because I think all the insurance company is going to pay you is the value of the car, and I'm pretty sure we owe more on it than it's valued at, so that's fun. All right, and word in the archive chat space, Melanie uh, Melanie Loco saying um, uh, if your airbags go off and uh, the risk of it being uh, totaled uh, increases like 75% based just on that. Great. And they said, did Carvana give you gap insurance? Um, whew, I don't even have an old Navy answer to that. I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we have gap insurance. That's like an extra insurance fee that you pay so that if something like this happens, they'll make the payments for you. Okay. So we don't got no gap, no old I, Navy, no anchor blue. We don't have banana <laughs> Republic. None of that shit. Um, if you want to give me the Carvana folder, I'll go through it and look. Um, that, oh, you know what? I, I think I can call them. I think you had them add me to the account as like a, an official person or whatever. Okay. A, a light skingy and uh, and taking a look, uh, Elise Loco over there out in the UK, and I and I can see it like in in um in Elise's uh, vernacular with some of these comments. Elise Loco in the comment section is saying, um, even without COVID, it's fucking flu season. Cab drivers should know better. Um, said, uh, fuck, you're making me laugh about the drive back. Uh, <laughs> uh, when it uh. When it was uh, last in the states, they were driving, uh, looking at phones is not as not illegal. I started um, ranting in uh, in White Girl South London. Uh, they didn't know what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, it's uh, yeah. So the the archive chat space yeah, is live think, there. I, I guess think, uh, Melanie yeah. had a car accident too, so Melanie probably knows about that <laughs> okay so that that's yeah. why yeah melanie loco was yeah. kicking some game yeah and i'm pretty sure because the front airbags and the, the side airbags all went off so i'm sure it's fucking yeah uh and i guess yeah for that episode we are the news <laughs> but so i guess we had to cover ourselves it's weird yeah i mean like there is other stuff going on um uh joe manchin Oh yeah, Joe Manchin and Neera Tandon. Your main, your main mansion. Uh, apparently, Joe Man. Wait, oh no, we already covered that. We did. We mentioned it. Yeah, right we before. Did. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. I don't know what's hot. Can I? Can I tap into something that's popping before I um? I mean, we were supposed to do a segment making fun of Imani Gandhi, but unfortunately. Yeah, we just can't do because all your shit is like you probably yeah. took the screenshots yep. on your device. So. Yep. And we have it's... to hope that the that the tow truck driver didn't just go ahead and snag that. Yeah. Yeah, and just say, I can just pop the SIM card out and give this to my little cousin. Yeah. Yeah, so let's hope that you actually even still have a smart device. Yeah, well, it's insured. Well, I guess they also don't want to get hit <laughs> with that that theft accusation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Amana Gandhi thing was just really hilarious to me, especially the people who were defending her. Like, I think that made it all like better well oh hell you said the words i guess you got to contextualize it now <laughs> so, all right so amani gandhi we've talked about amani on the podcast before we're not fans particularly um but uh i think it was paypal it might have been cash app i'm pretty sure it was paypal like 
she had a fundraiser up for something and people were giving her money and they just like shut her shit down and took her money and she was like all offended about it and i you know kind of quote tweeted her and made a response like you know this is the problem you know with like leftist spaces is that this has been an issue with sex workers having their money stolen all the time constantly but because nobody takes sex workers rights seriously even in like leftist spaces you know, now y'all are dealing with the same issue and being surprised about it. If you would have listened to sex workers in the first place and helped sex workers, uh, you know, prevent these policies from happening, like you wouldn't be here. So now you're fucked because you don't care about sex workers. So, you know, and uh, so some people were talking about it and sex workers in particular were talking about it because this is a conversation for sex workers going back to like 2015 with getting um, random accounts just arbitrarily shut down and having the money stolen um, and so I was talking to another sex worker, Mistress Snow, on Twitter about it, and we were basically saying, like, I can't believe Amani's like this, claiming to be a leftist, but doesn't know that this is a thing, because Amani's thing is that she's um, very into, like, reproductive rights and, like, shit like that, and it's like, so how are you um, all about reproductive rights, but you've never come in contact with a sex worker? Well, like- she, she's, <laughs> she's not into reproductive rights She's into getting paid to write about reproductive rights so right. that people who already agree with her can click it. Yes. Yeah, like yes. she's 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 just an ad rev hustler. Basically. And so, you know, we were talking about it and uh, you know, Snow said something like it, I can't, you know, stand people who act like this or whatever. And I said something like, yeah, but that's kind of like how Amani's always been. She used to um, work in uh, as a corporate lawyer doing eviction stuff. And she said it was okay though because she needed the health insurance. And so Amani saw that tweet and quote tweeted me and got very offended, which amused me. And she's like, that's not true. I didn't do that. And then, of course, you know, like there's all these tweets where she's like, yeah, I worked in that industry and blah, blah, blah. But I only did it for seven months. So it wasn't bad. And I needed the health insurance because she has like a brain tumor or something. She said, I don't know, some type of injury. But and it's like, but you're you have family privilege. You are you were adopted into a family that has some money. You have a law degree like you have a little bit more flexibility where you work. You didn't have to do that <laughs> to get health insurance. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there's other, th- like you're not, um, you know, like an unskilled laborer who, you know, just has to take what you can get. You have a family, you have resources, you have a support system and you have degrees. Like you didn't have to do that. And so she was like all offended and was just, um, you know, like complaining about me. And I was just like, I don't give a shit though. <laughs> and then that's the cool part is for like, basically ever since the, um, the 2016 run, she's been saying, I'm not going to explain myself on that anymore. When they bring it up, I'm just going to block those trolls. Cause I don't care. And it's like, clearly you do care. You did something unethical see, and you can't stop thinking about it. That's the, I'm not going to say the other person's name because they're not the topic right now, but that's something someone else I don't like does because they say they don't care, but then they always like search their name to find out who's saying it because then they get to play that victim shit of like, look how mean everyone's being to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm just not here for it. And and then Imani's like, well, I'm just not going to explain it. I'm done with this conversation. And I was like, okay, bye. But then Amani comes back acting like, you know, that angry white woman shit where they come back every three minutes because they're still mad at you. They're well, like, who, and a, who was she raised by? And another thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't give a shit. And then, like, I know she then she started uh, deleting tweets because she kept trying to, like, talk to me. And I was like, you said you're done. Be done. 
like I'm not because like I know the game you're playing with me where you're trying to be like this person's look at how they're antagonizing me look at how they're attacking me look at how they're responding to me no you said you were done be done I'm not responding to you anymore like I'm very firm about that shit because I know uh, how she'll try to spin it to her followers and she has like 250,000 followers or something so I was like I know how she's gonna try to spin that shit but um, so, like, I just didn't do it. And then her followers start, like, getting in my mentions being angry and, like, well, can you prove she did it? But she needed health insurance. But well, that, you... what, those two things right there. Can you prove she did it, but she needed health insurance? Nigga, so why prove it <laughs> if you also know it's true? Right. She has said it's true in audio. That's, in, like, because you're talking yes. about Twitter where they type shit and delete it. Yeah. This other laptop that I have. Mm-hmm. When I had this laptop, I put iTunes on it and I set podcasts to auto download. I have all those episodes of Twib on MP3 where she said she did it. <laughs> yeah, and I specifically mentioned that too when I was tweeting. I was like, because they were like, she hasn't tweeted about this. And I was like, I don't know if she's tweeted about it or not. I know she talked about it on Twib back when. So, like, I made it a point to say that as well. But then it was funny because then it was like, well, you can't prove it. And then it was, but she needed the health insurance. And I'm like, I understand needing health insurance. I have chronic illness myself. I get it. But again, if you have that type of family privilege, if you have that type of, you know, because a law degree is an advanced degree. That means she also has a bachelor's degree. If you couldn't find something else to do that was slightly less sociopathic, I'm going to judge you a little bit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of fields of law. It doesn't have to be um shit that's working with getting people evicted you know but so it was that and then uh people were ultimately like uh what was the last oh they were um saying that like well sometimes landlords are poor too (laughs) yes queen go off girl boss pussy hat slay i was like so i just i like i'm trying to like replay this series of events I made a comment about how she worked as a corporate lawyer to evict people because she wanted the health insurance plan. And then people started arguing with me about how I was making shit up, then arguing that it was not her fault because she needed health care, and then arguing that sometimes landlords need lawyers too because they're poorer than their tenants. Someone tweeted that on purpose. And if I had one reason to get my phone back, it's to save that screen cap. Because someone said on purpose that landlords need lawyers because sometimes they're more poor than their tenants. What in the fucking bootlicker? Yes, queen. <sighs> Go off, girl boss. Pussy hat slay. I would be mortified if somebody came to my defense and pulled some bullshit argument like that out of their ass. But then Amani started deleting everything and I don't know. So, and then of course the fucking accident happened and I don't have my cell phone and I haven't really been on Twitter. So I don't know where that's at now, but it was amusing and it was going to be a really funny segment, but then someone in a pickup truck decided to drive how he wanted to drive. Yeah. And if folks know the wine cellar, y'all know how I do headlines. Um, I'll put, and keep in mind, it's winecellarmedia.com. It's not a Facebook post that you can report and get taken down. It's not a tweet that you can report and get taken down. It's not a Reddit thread. I don't know how those work. But fucking, like, it's my own website. So when I make that Google searchable headline, I paid the extra Mm. money to make it Google searchable. um, Because that's a thing. (laughs) Fucking, uh, and the headline is going to be something along the lines of, I'm going to put the Twitter at in it. So at angry black lady is probably still the at. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to be at angry black lady, Imani Gandhi attempts to pick on a sex worker and then proceeds to delete tweets. Yeah. 
And the most hilarious part is people were like, why are you antagonizing her? I'm like, I'm antagonizing her by talking about her to someone else. And she searched her name to get in this thread. And then the most hilarious part, she then did some like backtrack about sex workers. Because remember, this started about the PayPal taking her money. So then she did some backtrack about like, I didn't know this was a problem for sex workers. We should really address this in our communities. So I'm going to donate money. So she donated like a thousand dollars to like a sex worker order or something. And so you just got you just got thousand dollar random donation. So literally you have thousands of dollars just on deck for Twitter threads. Class hole. Fucking <laughs> And just because you, and basically what they're trying to do is buy silence. Shut yeah. the fuck up about me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which, no. Which, and I think the funny thing, I honestly, like, I mean, I don't know, but I honestly feel like a bunch of people, like, were trying to make it a thing, and then they dropped it once they searched my name, because I literally am on the record, like, in fucking, I'm quoted in, like, places like fucking Vogue and fucking, um, what's that other... Um, those guardian folks yeah well guardian there's another it's more vox. like a vox it's like a more like known as like a women's magazine i forgot the name of it now. l l yes l fucking vox fucking you know what i mean like for years going back talking about this like i have tweets going back years to, so it's not like you know so first of all like uh people can't come at me for being disingenuous like i've been talking about sex workers being deep platformed as a problem but also because when i talk about that i don't just talk about the financial aspect i talk about leftists and i like say people's names like i straight up like said uh when jimmy Dore was upset that like alex jones was getting deplatformed and i was like if y'all put this effort into defending sex workers that would be a better use of time like and i straight up said jimmy Dore. like you know what i mean like i've said everybody's name every time i've talked about you know, people getting deplatformed and nobody listening to sex workers. So, like, they can't front on me. I've, like, the receipts are there. I've been talking about this. So. <laughs> yeah, so now all the, now, now they, they, they have to, they have to go back to brunch without a victory. Oh, it's so yeah. sad. They have nothing to brag about at brunch. Well, but they get to brag about their hoverboards. Oh, is that that was like the last thing you asked her before? Yeah, you were like, weren't you weren't, weren't you on Twib talking about taking hoverboards to brunch? Which again, got the audio right here, buddy. <laughs> Multiple MP3s, hours upon hours of the Imani Gandhi and Elon James White just. Yes, Queen, go off, girl boss, pussy hat slay. Hours and hours of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was just kind of funny that they tried to front on me a little bit. But Elon's had me blocked for years. So, and then someone um, where I was talking to Snow um, about this whole Amani situation, they showed me the thread. Uh, someone else I don't know showed up and showed me the thread about Mr. Freeman. Aaron Rand Freeman. Uh, I'll throw the context behind this because, again, I'm a podcast listener. Aaron Rand Freeman was doing um, my job, right? En engineering editing on mm -hmm. the This Week in Blackness podcast, TWIB. Yeah. And um, and Aaron Rand Freeman, uh, Elon first moved to California and bought a house out there. And then they constantly made rape jokes about his garage. Him and Imani Gandhi, they were constantly making rape jokes about his garage. Oh, because rape jokes are very funny to Imani Gandhi and Elon James White. Know this. Remember, folks, <laughs> I have the audio. Don't deny it, you fucking creep. And, um, and so they move out to California doing that shit. 
And they're, you know, basically setting up TWIB offices out there, getting their, you know, class hole lifestyle popping out in California. You want to be near Nancy Pelosi, you know? You do. And uh, and so now Aaron Rand Freeman, also well, from I mean, Brooklyn. How else would you get into the Podesta emails? Jesus. Yeah, Elon. Yeah. In the Podesta emails, Elon James White. And uh, so now Aaron Rand Freeman, the engineer of TWIB and editor, um, excuse me, also from Brooklyn, New York moves out to California too. Mm-hmm. And but you know, you know how it is with producers on podcasts, right? Like producers, the host likes a producer that can talk, right? Mm-hmm. Uh that's what Michael Brooks was to uh Michael Brooks died uh, last year, but uh, that's what Michael Brooks was to Sam Cedar. Mm-hmm. Um uh David Motomedy, I think I'm saying his name right. Uh no, no, it was like Andrew <coughs> Motomedy was doing that for David Pakman. Now mm-hmm. another guy does that for David Pakman. Mm-hmm. Um the black dude um with uh with the young turks Mm -hmm. uh he does that you know a producer that can talk yeah so so aaron Rand freeman is a talking producer like the rest of them and you're noticing aaron Rand freeman is increasingly more drunk episode by episode Mm -hmm. and i'm like the fuck is he going through out there in california Mm -hmm. right and um and then out of nowhere he gets fired from twib and Mr. Top Shelf Male Feminist Ally to all that is everything that needs an ally, Elon James White, decides to be super vague about why. Mm-hmm. And I've never known yeah. until Phoenix told me what? Well, before I tell you the what, I would just like to point out that this is something you have mentioned on the podcast repeatedly, but it was speculative. We were like, I feel like he was probably like being sexually inappropriate with women in the workplace or something. Like you were betting it was like a sexual harassment yep. situation. I'm like thinking you were, it was a mad misogynistic yeah. Me Too story, like and on some wild, violent shit. Like, yeah, like I, you flat out, you've been saying that for years. Yeah. So, but then I found out this weekend that what actually happened is that uh, he was in some sort of relationship with a woman, um, presumably cis, possibly hetero. Uh, I don't know how serious the relationship was, but it was some sort of romantic and sexual relationship. And he was being physically abusive um, to this woman and actually strangled her, like like not to death, but like strangled her, like was choking her um, during one of these attacks. And so she uh, went to court to get um, a restraining order against him. And guess who defended him in court to say that it was stupid to get a restraining order? Guess who? Um. Wait. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying mm. to figure it out. Was it? Um. Yes, Queen. Go off, girl, boss. Pussy hat slay. It was indeed. Um. Amani Gandhi, the one who you know doesn't. Uh, who's a black feminist, right? And all that shit. Uh. She defended Aaron Freeman in court for his um hearing where his, the victim of his domestic violence was trying to get a restraining order, and Amani Gandhi went to court as his lawyer arguing that there was no restraining order needed so yeah 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 but i'm trying to see if i can bring up an image of aaron rand freeman on Uh -uh. the uh on the deal here and then the worst part is after he got fired from twib well after twib disintegrated because that was elon's fucking thanksgiving shit right yeah um so after twib disintegrated amani started another podcast with aaron freeman like, he was her co-host um, for a little bit. Unreasonable Fridays, I think Yeah, it is. like, I don't know if it's still a thing, but for a while they were still podcasting together. So knowing that he got fired from his job for physically assaulting 
um, you know, a romantic partner and then like you fucking co-host a podcast with this guy. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah. And it's just interesting knowing that sort of like trajectory of like, so, you know, this is how you treat people or this is how you respond but it seems fucking far-fetched that you would have been a corporate lawyer that was helping get people evicted like what? yeah what? and i'm just I'll, I'll i'll bring up the image you know and i'm not i'm not one of these fake brothers that's gonna not cover it because he's a black man like no this is a fucking a violent black man a violent misogynistic black man aaron rand freeman you see him you can search his name on facebook and then tag him in a post and ask him yo what did i and then tag i yeah it'll be better <laughs> if you are because if i do it as a content creator i'm gonna get blocked and then i can't really see their bullshit anymore yeah and i like seeing their bullshit yeah but if you who's not a content creator make a post tagging aaron rand freeman and imani gandhi asking hey imani what did you defend aaron your co-host in court for you know your co-host on your feminist podcast what was that about mm -hmm. yeah yeah and actually um i mean y'all know i'm on twitter uh, my twitter account is still up last time i checked um but yeah if you google my at at uppity negress two p's two t's two s's with Aaron Freeman, you should be able to find the thread. It should be the most recent thing. Uh, because when the person posted under the comment section or the comments I was having with Snow, I said, is this about Aaron Freeman? And they said yes. So it should be his uh, name and my name should it should be like the most recent thing with my name and his name is a is a like in that thread. And like the person who was talking about being abused by him, they had fucking um, like screenshots of like court documents and shit. So. Um, I mean, everything looked really legit and they tagged Imani in it too. And it's so like they had no problem naming names and showing um, screenshots of court documents. So I have to, you know, seems like they're pretty fucking serious. Oh, yeah. And th this is Aaron Rand Freeman, and he's featured on something called um, eyesonwhiteness.com. Oh, good. It's great. important to have this guy's voice out there. Oh, God. Yeah, so uh, let's blow up the spot there. I should um, edit the. Oh, no. If I edit this to tag him, he'll report it to Facebook and get it taken down. But guess what? We have our own website. We do. Yeah. So go ahead and report me to me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the other part. So when you look at this week in blackness as a whole, Dasha Mitchell is the one that Elon James White got rid of. And you remember her Twitter thread about that, mm -hmm. about how he was gaslighting, mm -hmm. abusive, deliberately confusing. Mm -hmm. And Dasha Mitchell ended up being the kind of person who had, you know, certain signs of certain politicians in her yard yeah. that were not, um, well, these politicians significantly failed to. Yes, queen, go off, girl boss, pussy hat slay. While Elon James White, Imani Gandhi, and, and he replaced her with Imani Gandhi. Yeah. So that they could make rape jokes about his garage, because that's really funny. It's hilarious. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, so you got Elon James White, who makes black women do emotional labor for him because the family of his racist white wife, um, Amy Epstein, Amy Epstein White, uh, from out there in New York. I thought it was Emily. Emily, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm confusing the white women. <laughs> Emily, uh, Emily Epstein White, right? So uh, you got their shit. 
Mm-hmm. You have Which, everything. We- I just have to like just throw that out, just a tiny bit of additional context. It wasn't just that he was having black women do emotional labor. It was that he, his her, Emily's family wouldn't let him attend um, holiday dinners because they didn't want a black man at their table. And he would go cry to black women about how racist his white girlfriend's family was at the time. And then he still married into that family after the fact. And he did that two years <laughs> in a row. Eight in the, like, eight outside, like, in a car. Eight outside in a car for Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving dinner, right? And, like, and this is an, uh, this is one, this is the level of, God damn it. Somebody needs to be talking to black boys and properly raising black boys out this motherfucker because this is how much black boys are raised, like, as far as, like, hetero, cis-hetero black Mm. boys are raised to devalue black women and value white women because this, again, upwardly mobile black man, right? Like, he was Mm. an IT guy and shit. There's a reason why he could afford to just buy a house in California and move there. Right. Right? Upwardly mobile black man, did everything right, loves whiteness so much, skip past, he's from Brooklyn, pre-gentrified Brooklyn, skip past all the black women of pre-gentrified Brooklyn Mm. to sit outside a racist white family's house in hopes that he can have their daughter. In Thanksgiving weather in New York, a few years back on climate change, may have been even colder. Yeah willing to sit outside and eat for that yeah black men are fucked up yeah <laughs> like, like we are I, fucked up i mom. mean i'm not even gonna like specifically hate on interracial relationships but why the fuck would you date somebody of another race when they're like openly racist and don't want you there like they weren't fucking like they weren't comrades like they didn't even want you at their dinner table like what the fuck are you doing it's the trophy so, it's so embarrassing it's Men oh, just want women so that they can show them to other men. Right. So this week in blackness was the guy who is begging, literally begging for Thanksgiving table scraps from a white family. Yep. Amani, who is everything we know about her. Like just every. Well, here, let's do it again. Oh, this is a grand old time. Imani <laughs> is yes, queen. Go off, girl boss. Pussy hat slay. And then Aaron Freeman, who's running around choking women. This week in blackness. This is not a, this is a bad week for blackness. What the fuck? And then who was their main friend that got them on MSNBC, which obviously gets you in front of the eyes of CNN so you can make those big public appearances. Oh, was it a, I'm not a bobblehead. Melissa Harris Perry. Melissa Harris Perry was actually at their wedding. This is why they were in the Podesta emails. <laughs> Welcome Which, to it. <laughs> folks don't know the Podesta emails. Uh, that was one of the strategies of the Hillary campaign was um, to basically like disparage Bernie and talk up Hillary to uh, minority audiences. And so they were like trying to seek out like content creators and influ- influencers. And uh, Twib was one of the people that they mentioned to basically bring black people to Hillary and be anti-Bernie. And that was in the Podesta emails. Yeah. So apparently we just went ahead and just did all sorts of episode here. Yes. Yeah, it was supposed to just be the car. And I didn't know how, because that's the thing about tangents. It happens so naturally that you don't stop and think, oh, no, we're in it. We're doing this. Let me hit stop and and cut a new segment. Yeah. So, nah, just that whole thing is going to be that episode. I'll just have to um, make a title and a description that fits those uh, the proper search terms. Yeah, I think that's about all of it. Uh, You are uh, bruised up. Um, 
And then on top of that, what is it? The 22nd, it says there, February 22nd? Yeah. We're supposed to go get our Michigan State ID cards. Yeah. On like the 26th? Yeah. Yeah, so this week's supposed to also be going to get our Michigan State ID cards. Uh, everything's going wrong, and it's like, this is what the fuck it's like, yo. Like, originally, I wanted to start the whole episode like this, man. Because, like, my existence has been so fucking hard all the way down to conception. Like, you realize the reason why I exist, the whole reason I exist is literally because of homophobia. The reason why sperm cell met egg cell and I'm here is because a, a, a closeted man married a woman to, uh, to have kids with so that people wouldn't know he was gay. That's why I exist. Because my biological father was closeted. From there, he, he has activities outside of the marriage bed. Brings the AIDS virus back to my mother. That's 1985. She moves out to Washington State in 1986. She dies in 1993. That's October 15th. Uh, December 31st, 1993. The fucking house burns down because my biological sister thinks that fire is fun. Right? Just play with fire on the fucking dried out ass Christmas tree that we put no water under. And didn't really have any gifts under either. I don't know why it was there. And uh, fucking shit's ill, right? So now I'm in the biological father's custody. And then on top of that, like, you know, they're, they're hooked on, you know, the crack cocaine. And this is some real cold shit. Because, like, literally less than 24 hours after my biological mother died, there's a woman and my biological father addicted to crack cocaine fucked up on that shit in my dead mother's bed this is what i'm seeing what my 10 year old eyes right and then from there they're fighting scrapping he's punching her she's stabbing him you know aids infected blood on the walls and shit on the light switches like for the last few months that i lived there the electricity was out anyway but like the few times we might get a flicker on, I wouldn't touch the light switch to turn on the light in the bathroom because AIDS blood was on it and it scared me. Even though I knew the science that the the AIDS is inactive, it's dried out. But like, mm -hmm. why should I be touching a light switch with blood on it with my little fingers? Yeah. Right. Um. I'm 12 years old. There are points where I'm homeless at 12. You know, sleeping outside. It's fairly cold. Right. And then I'm in the foster care system in Hilltop, Tacoma. It's a rather crippish hood. Uh, niggas is banging. Uh, five years of that passed, and um, I'm trying to transition from teen to adulthood, right? I'm 17, I run away, and from 17 to the age of 20, I'm rapping, doing consignment, going to battles, paying bills, working here at McDonald's, working here at Jack and the Crack, whatever the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and then I land in Florida for 12 years, and um, the first couple years, I'm still figuring it out. But once I get to my mid-20s, I hit my stride. I know what I want to do. You know, I um I don't want to really care about dating anymore. But then I, uh, I met Phoenix and that and that was dope. And so we get together and now we're both in our late 30s. Mm -hmm. No, we got together in our mid 30s. Yeah. But now we're in our late 30s and like we're doing everything right. Right. Yeah. Like Dr. Mo and some other folks came and sign up for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And the podcast makes enough that Phoenix Kaleeder can 
quit the shit office job, mm-hmm. you know, and get away from those abusers. And her health is increasing because she's away from them. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in the factories. I'm hustling the wrenches. I'm getting the raise. I'm getting the promotion. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. We're start. We're like looking at like, wait, why rent? We might be able to get a fucking mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. We're checking our credit scores, getting our fucking credit right and proper. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's something that has us at like 660. We can make this move, get it up to 670. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking all that shit's going. We fucking moved to Michigan. Remember, we're both from foster care. We got no help. Yeah. We moved to Michigan with no help, right? It's just her driving skills and my physical strength, mm-hmm. right? And we get ourselves moved to Michigan, and now we're really looking hard. We're like, yo... We're looking, we're like, yo, these mortgages, we can fucking afford these. Holy mm-hmm. shit. And they're getting closer and closer to that finish line to literally, we're going into the week that we're supposed to be able to finally get Michigan ID cards, yeah. which means we can get a Michigan license plate on the first car that I've ever purchased. Yeah. Right? We can get a Michigan license plate, get our tags right, and fucking before the end of this year, we might be able to get a fucking house. Holy shit. Yep. And then a man happened. Three men. Three men. Sports car, pickup truck, and our Nissan Versa with the surviving Phoenix Kalita in it. And it's like, that's what it's like being marginalized, Joe. All those years. We're 37 and 39. It's just coming together. Yep. And what happens? Yep. Fucking men. Well, it reminds me a lot of that. I think about that headline all the time now. What was it like? Um, in order to go from, like, uh, poverty to middle class, you need, like, 40 years of nothing going wrong. Like, I think about that headline a lot. And when you look at it, it's like, um, the first time in my life that I actually went somewhere and, like, I was an employee there. So you could say that's the beginning of me trying to make myself what they call upwardly mobile. Mm -hmm. That was 1998 when I was 14. So 1998, what, 2008's 10 years, mm-hmm. 2018's 20 years, mm-hmm. right? Um, And so what, three years after, uh, wait, 2008, 2018, mm-hmm. 20 years. Yeah. Three years after 2018, so that's uh, 23 years, and that's mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Getting I'm, And the shit is going wrong, but it's not like the super, like, it's not wipe out the bank account wrong yet. Yeah. But well, like that, <laughs> after renting this car, it might be. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. This might be it. This, we may actually be prevented from getting a fucking house this year and just be stuck with renting for life. We may like some fucking men with their cars and their trucks may have just stuck us into renting for, and renting prices costs more than home ownership which isn't that a great logical system mm-hmm. right what do we were 1600 a month that's more than that it's 1600 something yeah so 1700 rounded up yeah damn near 2000 a month well we're looking at these mortgages that be like 835 mm-hmm. and someone like Imani Gandhi that comes from class privilege can just access that mortgage immediately in their 20s mm-hmm we had to rent and rent and rent and make these land leeches richer and richer and richer and finally get our shot. We have finally pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps and here comes a pick up truck to rip our boots off and say, start over. And, you know, I would point out with that, it's not just that we've been working and like, you know, doing everything right. It's that we have been like 
working, working, right? Like there was a point where I was, you know, had, you know, two jobs and was working 80 hours a week. You work seven days a week, right? We There's the podcast, like. <laughs> we work a lot. It's not like just nine to five and that's it. No, it's like weekends. It's fucking recording at midnight. It's fucking staying late. It's getting in early. It's not taking days off even when you're sick. Like, and it's just, it just shouldn't have to be be like this it really fuck and i mean i know appreciation of the choir anyone who's listening to this show fucking knows but it's just like can we catch a fucking break somewhere yeah the shit is like fuck yo because i know exactly what i'm doing dead up because i I kept talking to fees i was like you know like we 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 pull the mortgage i'll stay at the factory a couple more months because it's like now we're making more than we're spending so we can actually Mm -hmm. look at stuff in the house and be like oh we'd like to make this modification because this Mm -hmm. is our forever house yeah oh yeah this is a one and done thing yeah (laughs) like so i'm looking we're looking like oh so i can just work extra hours and save up and then quit Mm -hmm. i'm reaching a point where it's like no literally as soon as papers are signed I go march my ass in there and throw in a two week notice on that ass. Yeah. Cause I'd like to leave on good terms. Yeah. You know, and fucking and get the fuck out and go do some part time shit. Because yeah. like the podcast is literally like sixty percent to working it full time. Mm-hmm. It's almost fucking there. Yeah. So yeah. many things we're doing. This thing I started and, in two thousand twelve. I mean, and honestly, even like working full time probably wouldn't be as bad, but this fucking mandatory seven day shit is like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's that's too much. It's too much. Yeah, so I think with that we're done. We're done. Um, it's almost one p.m. Oh, and I need to hit up an Uber to get to work. And the first thing I have to do is go in Human Resources and uh, see where the fuck my toolbox is. If I even have tools now, I don't know what the fuck they did with my shit. And that's my tools, my thirty-dollar flashlight, my rechargeable batteries for the thirty-dollar flashlight, which are ten bucks a pack, and the charger, which is like fourteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you folks know how much tools cost. My hard hat is in there. My uh, my heat safety gloves are fucking in there. God damn. So uh, hopefully I have my tools. I have a socket wrench set in there. Socket wrenches like are dope and not cheap. And those ones I just happen to get on sale. Like if I go to replace that socket wrench set, I'm going to have to pay the regular price. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, this has been a knock them back. And on Black History Month, ain't that something? Mm. <laughs> ain't that something? All right. Mm. So uh, have uh, patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund. Uh, there's paypal.me slash phoenix and william there's uh the venmo uh is at wine cellar media has the wine cellar the whole logo up there uh phoenix Collider has the cash app uh it's dollar sign phoenix Collider. Mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> uh, and so we missed our book club episode we were supposed to do a book club in an amani gandhi episode shit yo book club talk fury um supposed to get back with lisa loco again yeah yeah, the whole gang was supposed to be together back in effect, but, you know. <laughs> yes, Scooby-Doo. queen, go off, girl boss, pussy hat slay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're fucking out. Please be as safe as, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. Because if you try to be as safe as possible wherever you are, patriarchy is also there. Airbags got to love them. 